Coming to you raw and uncut. Uncut. Streaming around the world. Around the world. From the wilds of British Columbia, Canada. Considered one of the industry's top players by the biggest tech companies on the planet. Your go-to source for e-commerce supremacy. And your host of e-commerce all-stars, Brendan Moskwa. Oh, thank you everyone for joining us today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Yes, that's right. Hit that subscribe button right now to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, make sure you also head over to my website, nadimo.com, N-A-D-I-M-O.com, for some excellent resources, guides, webinars, you name it. It's there for you for free. Enjoy the show. Hi there, thanks for joining today's podcast with your host Brandon Moscow, of course, and today I'm excited. Um, I'm here to talk to you a little bit about merchandising in the world of e-commerce um, and a little bit out-of-the-box thinking in regards to um, some some aspects and futuristic thinking that I'm, I want to talk to you about today. Uh, so, first of all, when you think about the world of retail, you know, it's a physical domain and it's very uh, mark uh, merchandising oriented in the respect to how you set up your displays and where those displays need to be and that sort of thing. And there's like a science behind a lot of that in some ways and, and an art. Um, and so I, I believe it's a, it's a unique meld between art and science, um, just as business can be in many cases. But um, I'm not a professional merchandiser by any means. Um, there are some people out there that talk about, there's actually an excellent article written by um, the retail doc, I believe it's retaildoc.com. You can find his, his article on merchandising uh, displays specifically. Um, and one of, the th- one of the things though that I want to talk about with e-commerce is um, a lot of people want to put all the things in front of you at once, all their products, all their products on the home page, or maybe maybe they'll feature their best-selling products on their home page. Um, and you have to remember, it's kind of like a store in the sense that when you walk walk into a store, the main thing that they want to emphasize is going to be displayed right in front of you. Um, and as you walk through the store, there'll be other items and or areas that they will set displays up so that to get, capture your attention. Now, when you go to a home page on a website, um, you're going to land on that home page. Um, and what you're going to find is you're going to, in many many cases, you're going to find a scrolling hero uh, section, which is your banners. I, I call them banners, but basically where you're going to have all of the, you're telling everybody about everything on your site. Um, maybe it's a new promotion you've got running. Um, maybe it's some shoes you have on sale. Uh, maybe it's something about outerwear that you need to buy for an upcoming snowstorm. Um, and in some, a lot of cases, people think that they need to have those heroes or banners rotating. Um, I actually disagree with that. I think the best way to do it is to actually is to actually just have one specific landing section and not rotate it at all because it's just it's distracting to the end user or who's coming to your site the customer 
to see something rotate. Uh, and you know, if they're reading what's there and then it rotates away, that's that's annoying if they didn't get a chance to read the whole thing through. Um, if they're reading what's there and then they've started to scroll down because they weren't interested in it, um, but their eyes are drawn down the page because that's how you've, you set up your site is to draw them down the page, like pulling them into your store. Um, so now if they're drawing down, drawn down the page and then that hero section flips or rotates, that distracts them, that pulls their eyes back and off of what they were looking at. Um, so I feel that there's a lot of, and there are science, there is science to this fact, and it does show different numbers. I mean, it's going to all depend on the store itself, uh, but the numbers do weigh much in the favor of keeping a, a consistent, non-rotating hero section on most landing pages That uh, because of the very fact that what ha ends up happening is exactly what I told you. And so, therefore, maybe 5% of the end... Um, end user your customer will even actually end up reading reading the next rotational uh, banner ad um, it also costs you money and resources to have multiple banners set up but on that note regardless of of the cost what you can do if you do f um, if you do want to have a very specific targeted message um, I would suggest instead of having a rotating, try and pull data from the individual who's on your site. So you may be able to pull demographic data, and that demographic data may help you know which, you know, what specific messaging you want to put in front of them. Uh, because you can speak differently to people on the east coast of the U.S. versus people on the west coast of the U.S., versus people from another country altogether, but that's a topic for another discussion. Um, but use geo, I think using geolocators is a great way to, to hone your message in. Um, the also on the same side of things, depending on the types of products you're offering, if you are using geographic uh, locators, you can then determine whether or not there might be something specific you need to offer that that demographic so for example some or geographic area so for example if I'm targeting uh, the West Coast or I find out this person's from the West Coast and then it pulls data from the West Coast weather it might show that okay the West Coast is getting hammered by a snowstorm right now uh, so we should we should feature snow gear or winter type of gear uh, on that hero section and and even the further down the page and, and really customize and personalize that messaging um, at, or versus oh they're coming from uh, Florida so we don't need to show them winter coats um, there's happens to be a warm weather front in in the Florida and, and uh, Texas area so we might want to feature shorts or something else of that nature um, again I'm giving very um, not necessarily rudimentary, but very broad examples. But I'm trying to get you to start thinking from the perspective, instead of rotating your message and distracting them, hone in on a very simple piece of information like a geolocator to find out where they are so you can talk specifically to that, to that uh, end customer. Um, that's just one suggestion I have for you. And it's what a lot of retail outlets do because 
in certain areas you're going to walk into a store and they're going to have a different display set up because they're trying to promote something different in one location versus another um, and a perfect example of that in the consumer products uh, world as opposed to necessarily specifically to retail would be the food and beverage um, subway for example has sandwiches on their menus that are available in certain geographic locations that are not available in others um, I believe for an example of that might be uh, they offer some sort of seafood sandwich uh, for, for people in Eastern Canada whereas Western Canada we don't have that we probably have a different sandwich that that they don't sell in the East so that's just an example of how you can can target geographically um, but there's so many different ways and different information you can gather um, from the end from the users I mean if you if you allow if they've allowed you to to uh, pull data from their Facebook um, it, it all depends there's so many different ways to gain access to information that gives them a much better user experience and so one of the things that I saw that I really liked and I think it goes kind of this is where I go into a little, a little bit more of a futuristic perspective as opposed to the, what I just spoke about, which is one thing I really like is when I go into a store and I have basically a personal, obviously you have to go into the right store to get this, but in some cases the best examples are like um, auto stores where you go in and you go to the, to the back uh, desk where there's a number of different individuals working trying to help you find what you need and so essentially you tell them what type of car you have and and what it, the part is you're looking for and they'll look it up and they'll help you get get everything sorted out um, there's no reason that they can't have that level of experience in retail now of course the nice thing I mean in e-commerce the one nice thing about e-commerce of course is that you can be open 24 7 and you don't necessarily have to have staff available on your site um, a lot of companies do something similar by way of chat uh, and they're using chat bots um, I believe uh, one of the one of data does show that one of the most commonly used functions on a site as well if you have more than one product or you're a larger store is a search capability so you need to make sure you have that now this going back to what I'm talking about here is you go into a store and you type in you do a search for your product based on your the car or whatever it is you're looking at for um, it would be nice if you could have a one-on-one -on -one level conversation with somebody right on the website now of course like I said there are there are restrictions to that with regards to how many people are on your site at a time your you know if you can get your checkout uh, abandonment levels low those types of things you need to do uh, you need to basically be functioning at the same level as a retail outlet um, and have some level of flexibility of staff so that you can reach or be available a certain at least at certain hours where people can go on and and get that level of service now I don't I don't necessarily know perhaps in the future it can be managed mostly by a chat bot I've seen some very good chat bots and I've seen some very 
weak chatbots. Um, I think chatbots aren't necessarily what I'm talking about in this case. I'm actually talking about visually seeing an individual who's speaking to you um, and helping you find the products and building that level of relationship that you can, right now you can still only build to some extent in a retail atmosphere. Um, and so if you can bring that level um, of personalized uh, visit to to that of a, um, a e-commerce environment, that I think you're going to be firing on all cylinders and you're going to have to be firing on all cylinders because your costs may be higher than you expected for something like that. Um, but higher than your average e-commerce store to to uh, facilitate that but I think there are levels of that that can be incorporated now um, as well as the fact that if you have like a on-site concierge for example that can help you find things you need that you didn't even realize you needed um, so for example if you're like well I needed to get uh, some sunglasses for my husband and then if your concierge is built into the site in such a way that they can look and see, okay, these are what your husband has now. Uh, are these what you're looking to replace or, or would something more like this and this work for you? Um, and, and that sort of thing. And, and you can do that now um, as long as you have access to to, I mean, they'd have to have access to certain things like Instagram, for example, or, or whatever social media applications you as an individual are, are utilizing. Um, but it's pretty cool what, what you're able to do with some of the technology that's out there um, in a customized format um, and building, essentially building some pretty interesting um, solutions for your customers that will allow them to really, really embrace your site and and essentially become very familiar with with your staff as well. I mean, in a, in a SaaS solution model, um, they do have you know your support for if you have questions about how to use the software you're using. Um, and I use I'm not going to talk about what specific tool I use, um, but because I'm still playing around with which is the best one, and so I don't want to. Mis misalign people and say that you know this is the best solution but I use one specific piece of SaaS software um, and I'm starting to get to know the individuals who answer the, the questions for you um, and and so it's kind of neat now because now I, I have a see a face um, I know who's answering the question I can actually probably tell you now who's giving me the better who is giving me the better service uh, of the uh, given staff members, but start to build a uh, a rapport and a level of loyalty towards that specific company um, based on that level of service that you're providing. Um, and there's a lot of people out there who live and die and preach customer service as being one of the most important aspects. And I think. Um, I think it's very important that you look at it from that level as well, not just, okay, you're fulfilling returns and, and those types of things that, you know, Amazon does really well at, you know, fulfilling orders quickly, uh, these types of things. Um, but being able to support 
your customer base in finding what they want and finding what they don't necessarily know they want as well um, is very important. And so I think I gave you a couple not necessarily futuristic ideas, but some custom ideas, so to speak. Um, and so I was so hopefully that helps um, as you move forward. Uh, let me know if you have any questions at any time. Just look look me up at nadimo.com and subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, every subscriber helps. Uh, have a great day. And once again, thanks for listening.